Welcome back to the 40-Year-Old Freshman Podcast. I am Eric Montague, your host, and in today's episode, I will be interviewing my sister, Angie Chapman. We will discuss the life of my mother, Vanessa Montague, who we unfortunately lost to suicide 12 years ago. The episode will give the listener an intimate look into the raw feelings that family members of those that commit suicide feel for more than a decade after the suicide. In the interview, I bring in some videos of old home videos that elicit memories from Angie that really bring up the raw emotion and help bring out how tender her feelings are about her mother. I am here with Angie Montague. She is the only daughter of Vanessa Montague. My name is Eric Montague. I'm Vanessa Montague's son. Um, Angie Chapman is my sister. And we're going to talk about our mom, who is no longer with us. She passed away about a dozen years ago of suicide. Okay, so some of these questions I'm going to ask are going to be, I recognize that you don't know, you personally weren't the witness of these things, but I'm just asking you what you know of it. Do you know anything about her childhood home? It was a dump, yes. So just even now, like when I remember going in it as, you know, young kids, I guess, so what? seven eight nine ten whatever no I was younger than that well she moved she moved to our house when you were six because I was yeah so I remember being in that house and I remember the smell and now I know that that smell means mold I didn't know at the time I thought that's just the way grandma's house smelled and I remember being super dark made a cinder block I remember having a huge huge backyard so like now you would have one house facing the street and then you'd kind of butt up your backyards to another house facing the opposite street, but they had that whole whole little spot there. I remember big lilac bushes, lilacs everywhere. I love that smell. I know that mom would tell me that she was dirt poor. They'd have weeds growing up through the, the shower that they had to shower in, through the cracks and stuff. Um, teeny, teeny, tiny house. I'd really like to know how many square foot it was because it's super small. What do you know about mom's dating life before marrying dad? Um, interesting what I know now and what I thought I knew. It's very interesting. Um, she slept around quite a bit. Um, and then, of course, finding out the whole, you know, true story on Justin, how he came to be, and the fact that his dad was one of her friend's brothers. And so I don't think dating was a thing they did back then because they mm-hmm. were so, so poor. But I, I think she got around quite a bit. Tell me the story about Justin's dad. Justin is our oldest brother. So she just found one of her friend's brothers attractive. And they didn't have a relationship by any means, but they did sleep together. And then um, she found out she was pregnant. And right then, that's when my da- dad was coming back into the picture. Our dad, sorry. Was coming back into the picture. And so, you want me to tell all this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So she... Um, was messing around with my dad too and then told him that Justin was his which was not true um, at the time he didn't know that so they prepared a wedding and was going to get married and sent out invitations and everything and then she felt guilty I don't know but she told him the truth finally and said oh it's actually not your kid like a month before they're supposed to get married and he decided to stay with her against her family's wishes against his family's wishes but he stayed with her and ended up getting married. And it was interesting because that was the 
known fact to almost our entire family that Justin did not belong to my dad, yet the two kids after that never knew until, you know, in their 20s. And neither did Justin. No, and Justin didn't know either, which is weird because all these people hang out often together and drink and party and hoop. I'm surprised it never got out. I'm shocked that they kept that secret for all those years. It's interesting how it was like the secret that everybody knew but us. Right. The ones yeah. that it affected. And it was a running joke that the reason why Justin didn't look like this is because they found him under a rock. Like, that was just their yeah. answer to everything. When we'd say, why, you know, he had, he would tan and he's got, you know, I mean, you have blonde hair, but yours has red in it. Yeah. And, like, me and you look like each other. He mm-hmm. doesn't look like my dad. He doesn't look like my mom. Like, he didn't, like, where, yeah. so, yeah. Um, tell me what you know of her wedding day. So they, it almost got canceled. I know that. But um, for whatever reason, my dad decided to stick with her and get married. And it was in one of her brother's homes. Was it Ted's home, I think? Again, I, think so. I should have. Look. I think so. Maybe have him go up and get. So it was in her brother's home and her eldest brother. So her father had passed away when she was 16 years old. So her eldest brother walked her down the aisle. She was pregnant with Justin quite far along. So they got married in November. He came in June, so she's probably like three, mm-hmm. three months along. So, she, but she's showing in the pictures, like you can tell. Um, everybody looks not sad, but just it's those are interesting pictures to look back on. They seem my dad's family doesn't look happy at all, like mm-hmm. at all. None of them. Maybe Rich because he's young, but that's he's the only one that even looks happy. Um. My dad looks happy. He's got a smile on his face. And um, and then my mom's mom, she looks happy. But yeah. It's interesting. I was talking to Grandma Roger's mom, Alma, one time. And she said she sent out retractions. Mm, I didn't know that. I didn't know that until she told me. And then she said it was terribly embarrassing because then she had to go back, go back to all came. of those peoples and say, those peoples, that's good. Yeah. Go back to all those people and say, nope, it's still on. Unfortunately, I think that's what... They just started off on the wrong foot, and I don't think they ever, those two ever were able to. Those two, meaning Alma Alma and and Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about their relationship. Well, early on, again, I was young and stupid, and not stupid, but, you know, I didn't see any contention with them. Like, we always, they were always around for all the holidays. We'd go see them for Mother's Day and Father's Day, and I didn't ever feel any contention until, um... It was after we were married is when I kind of saw it. And then I realized, okay, she doesn't like her. I thought it was the church thing. I really did. Um, And looking back, I kind of pinpointed maybe, you know, when my dad went through the temple to see you, Mm -hmm. I I feel like that kind of rattled everything. And almost my grandma kind of felt like, oh, we finally got him. You know, he's on the right path now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that just busted that relationship apart. That makes sense why you chose absolutely to cut off that relationship and never speak to her. Which yeah, really my, my knowledge of it from dad is that something happened between Alma and Vanessa um, in the waiting room of the temple okay. at, the, at Natalie and Mai's marriage. Okay. And that's kind of where I felt the shift yeah, and they about never, that time. Essentially never spoke after Interesting. that. Interesting. What do you remember about Vanessa as a mother? when you were a young child she did everything 
So I feel, looking back, that dad was always at work. And maybe just being a girl, maybe I just felt like, you know, he was he, he was not around as much as she was. Like, she did all the parenting, I feel. She did all the school stuff. She did all the, you know, school shopping or, you know. Dad did cook dinner a lot. I, he was always the cook, so he was always there cooking dinner. But as far as, like, if you needed anything, especially money, because dad wouldn't give you any. So, like, you always went to her. So, I feel like she was there parenting-wise more than he was. Loved spending time with her. Loved it. That's going to make me cry. What's one of your best memories of when you were young? With her specifically yeah. here. I loved going to school shopping with her. That was my favorite. Because she'd split us all up and we'd go just our one day. Mm-hmm. And you'd get to go and spend. She never told you no, so you got to get what you wanted. Until the big expensive clothes started coming, and then she would say no. But you'd go and buy clothes, and she'd take you to lunch at the little, whatever they're called, the eating place in the mall. And you just got to be with her all day and not have to deal with the brothers. <laughs> but I, those are my favorite parts. And then, of course, Christmas. They were always really good at Christmas time. I would go to work with her a lot. That was always fun. So when she worked, um, well, I did it both. So when she worked for Ted, I went there At several Tracy times. At Tracy Collins Bank. Mm-hmm. I'd get to go and like on a Friday and be a half day with her. And then when she worked for Stoker and Swinton, I'd go and she'd let me like make copies or something. And then we'd go to lunch and I loved that. So it was fun watching her, and her work. Then to hear her type was just crazy. She was so fast. I've never in my life heard a typewriter go as fast as yeah. she would type. Do you remember how much she typed? A minute? I, it was like in the 130, 140 range. I would. Yeah. I remember asking her because I was going to work for Blue Cross and I had to take a type test. And I knew I was nowhere near her. And they were, I think they were asking for like 70 words a minute or something like that. I think she was 150 because I knew she was double that part. But she's crazy fast. She was crazy fast. That's It's funny you and bring accurate. that up because I forgot about that about yeah. her. Do you know anything about her school life that we haven't talked about? So again, I, I think she was definitely a flirt, for sure. Because she has a lot of stories about boys. Yeah, <laughs> lots of stories about boys. Is there anything that you remember or know about her career that you haven't mentioned? It's my fault, but she did lose her job. She started working at Blue Cross and Blue Shield as their, um, it wasn't necessarily just a secretary, but like your receptionist mm-hmm. kind of a person. And that's when I was working there as well. And I got pregnant with Brock and she wanted to take time off to come and be there. Not necessarily when he was born, but like spend a few days, you know, those first few days. And they wouldn't let her have time off. And so she actually said some choice words and quit, took the time off anyway. And then as time goes on, she gets another job at another law firm as a legal secretary. And Was that Thorpe North and Western? Yes. And I have Bodie. Mm-hmm. So I've had Blake now and I've had Bodie. And same thing, she wants to take some time off. She had been really sick at that point, so she didn't have any time to take. And that's what the lady told her who was in charge of the time off and says well technically you don't have any time off and she says well technically you can kiss my ass and quit that job so she quit two jobs because of my two pregnancies tell me about Vanessa's love of music 
She thought she could sing, but she couldn't, which is funny because I feel like I'm in that same boat. But, like, she could not have music on and not move and didn't care who was watching. That was probably one of the things that I was so impressed with. Like, I love to dance, but if somebody starts watching me, I'll stop. Or I'll just sit in my chair and dance, you know? She's up on the floor grabbing anybody who will dance with her and just let it go. And to sit and watch somebody dance like that is awesome and freeing and it's fun to watch. What did you love most about her personality? That everybody loved her. And that she was the life of the party. Natalie says it sometimes about me, but like she, she made sure you knew how much she cared about you and made you feel that way. So that's probably what sucks about all of it is because she should have told us yeah. that something was wrong. What do you mean by that? Well, she just was, I thought we were really open with each other and talk about stuff she stopped doing that as her life went on what do you think were some of her happiest moments in life and what do you think were some of her worst happiest um i would say seeing her kids get married and have kids she loved being a grandma I think some of her struggles were Justin specifically I sure was hard um, just to watch these other two kids succeed and then him not I feel like she focused all her attention on him to try and help him or I feel like she what's the word um, not helped him too much but just like she was always taking care of him yeah and at some point you have to kind of mm -hmm. not you she know enabled I mean? him a enabled little. yeah um tell me so a brief history of that enabling him no just a brief history of why you think justin was her biggest trial um just because you know i i i didn't think he was a bad kid looking back now i i know he was but I remember she was upset once coming home from, it, I think it was middle school, because he didn't quite make it through high school, but he had, she had gone to the parent-teacher conference, of course, by herself, and she came home, and um, I remember, I don't know if she said it to me or to dad, but, you know, the teachers just said, good luck with that one, you know, and I think that was the first time she's like, oh, you know, we've got our hands full, and then just every choice he made, you know, he got stuck doing drinking and drugs really young and not going to school and then as that continues you know he starts to drive and gets in DUIs and just like all of it like he couldn't pull his life together for nothing so I think being a parent of somebody watching that has got to suck because then you feel like failure which as a parent is pretty easy to feel what are some things that we haven't talked about that you'd like to mention she was the halloween queen loved to dress up for halloween 
I have pictures of going to see her wherever she was at, whichever job she was at at the time, with all the kids in their little costumes. All right, I'm going to show you a video. Okay. And then see what your thoughts are. Okay. <laughs> Is that you on the stairs? So after watching that, what do you think? What does it remind you of? That we were happy. It sucks that that is not reality anymore. What do you mean? She's gone. Our kids don't get to see that part of her or anything. We're so innocent and just happy. We're not that way anymore. What do you think her, what do you think you need to teach your grandkids or her grandkids about her? It's hard because we don't talk about her at all. There's no pictures. We don't watch videos. Like, it's not talked about. So I wish that we could talk about her in a good way without having this big cloud over it. All right, Patrick, you got to come over for this one. Oh, this sucks. Now I have a headache. What's this one? Oh, my word. Look at that. Oh, my hell, Patrick oh. Brent. What do you think, Pat? Oh, Patrick, you look great. Just huh? say, you got tennis shoes on? Birds. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really long time ago. Why do you feel emotion? I haven't heard her voice in a long time. And again, she looks happy. She does. She looks very happy. That sucks that you could go from that to not. They were happy together. I mean, they were kind of bantering back and forth, those two. What do you remember, after looking at videos of her and thinking about her, what do you remember about how she would touch you? Like, she would love you and hug on you and, you know, you knew that she loved you. What was, what's your best memory of when she hugged you or what do you remember, what's the most memorable hug that you have from her? When um, we moved out of our house in West Valley, it was a Wednesday night. It was actually Thanksgiving weekend. So we got everything packed up. We'd gone and signed our papers. Got over to mom and dad's house because that's where we were going to stay. Until Monday when the paperwork went through. And I just walked in the house. I think the boys had already been there though we were going back and forth just trying to clean up the house and I just walked in and saw her and started to cry and she just came over and hugged me because she knew everything you know just sometimes you just need a hug and she was very aware of that so she just hugged me that's all I needed at that moment what will you say to her when you reunite with her why I just want to know why why she killed herself why after I moved next door did she kill herself? I was trying to come to her 
and share my life with her and my kids' life with her. I was trying to get that for my kids. Why wasn't it enough? Why didn't she ask for help? Why would she leave us?